In the name of Jesus, let us pray. Father, please walk with us through the bad times as well as the good. May we be heard and understood from the suburbs to the hood. May you judge us by our hearts and not by our mistakes. And see that we get our breakthrough, however long that it takes. May you feel that void in our souls that will lay our fears to rest. But there's no way we can live for Jesus when we're living in the flesh. So I pray that you allow our spirits to be born, grow strong, move on, no right from wrong. First John chapter 2 verse 15, do not love the world or anything in the world. We know what that means, but listen, we know the distance we need to be away from fire to keep it missing, but that doesn't mean we'll listen. Lord, you take care of fools and babies. You teach women to honor their men, and men respect their ladies. But lately, so many of us have gone astray, doing wrong for so long that we've forgotten the way. Please bring us back home. Instilling us the word, which is our backbone. We're just children that not grown. There is so much that we're entitled to, yet we receive so little. Because in this time of spiritual warfare, we're comfortable in the middle. So I pray that you open our eyes. Give us the anointing to recognize the devil and his lies. If we keep our actions wise, our prayers sincere, our hands to the sky, you will diminish our fears. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. What up, what up, what up, people? It's the D&D Project Podcast. And as you can see by intro, this is a bonus episode. We're going to chit-chat. We're going to talk. We're going to reminisce. We're going to celebrate the life of the late, great DMX. Nels, what's happening? What's good, everyone? What's good? Yeah, man. Uh, terrible news this week with his passing. But, um, yeah, man, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna reminisce and, and talk about his life and all the great things that he's brought to this uh, uh, by the time he was here, so I, I'm ready to jump in when you are, brother. Oh, yeah, let's jump right to it, yo. So, um, first off, let's see. DMX, like, my first memory of DMX and who he was as an artist was, um, that had to be my freshman year in college, like, around 96, I had the, uh, Green Lantern mixtape. I had a dope-ass Green Lantern mixtape. And they had all type of, that's when mixtapes was mixtapes. They had artists freestyling, artists like unreleased tracks on there. It wasn't like it is now where artists be doing their own albums as mixtapes. This was like during the generation of great mixtapes. And he was on there. That's when he was using his whole name, Darkman X. And there was some other people on that. I think Hove might have been on that, on that mixtape and a couple other people. But I was listening to it, and I was always listening to just rocking to it. Like, yo, this mixtape is it's hard. But when it came to DMX part, I was like, yeah, this dude's a little wild. I don't know if I can listen to this dude. So then my uh, one of the dudes that lived next door to me in the dorm room, he was from Miami. He was like, yo, let me listen to this tape you got. And he came banging on my door in the middle of the night. He was like, yo, who the hell is Dark Man X? This dude's dope. He's talking about cutting people's heads off. He's rapping. He's going crazy. I was like, yo, I never listened to that track. Let me listen to it. And then when I listened to it, I was like, yo, this dude right here is the business and then ever since then, when he started coming out with uh, 
Rough Riders and everybody else, I was a complete fan. I was like, yo, DMX is such a spectrum of everything. Like, he gonna, he gonna talk about you. He gonna praise you. He gonna kill you. He gonna sell you drugs. Like, this dude is the complete, like, spectrum of all rap. Mm-hmm. I, I definitely agree. I, I I remember listening to him around the same exact time. And uh, at that time, the crazy part is I used to DJ at school in North Westbury. And we would DJ, and I'll, I'll never, ever forget uh, when DMX came out. Because when he came out, he obviously did a couple of mixtapes. He was obviously on the locks. Uh, one of the Money, Power, and Respect songs, but I will never, ever forget. So we used to DJ these parties, right? And everybody knew us because we DJed at the radio station, and all of a sudden, you know, it was about, it was three of us, three DJs, and we would share time. So I would always like, oh, hopefully I get the last part. So this this particular time, I was the last DJ that was ending off the night, so I was extremely hyped. I had all these records set up. I was ready to go. I'm already dating myself. I said records. So <laughs> I had these records set, ready to go. It was my turn. Party ended at two. You know colleges. Party ended at two. I got on at 1230. I had it was my hour and a half. The first song I said, oh, I'm going to kill him with this, was uh, Where My Dog At. I'll never forget. It was my turn. I said, y'all ready to get ready? Y'all ready to party? Y'all ready to party? Everybody was packed. I put on where my dog's at. All I did was, you know, boom, boom. Yeah. That part, all hell broke loose. People were just fucking slamming into each other, <laughs> pushing girls and pushing each other. Everybody it was you. It was a mosh pit out of nowhere. I was like, "What the hell is going on?" So I, I stopped. And I said, "Hey, hey, what's going on, man? We we can't do this mosh pit stuff." So I was like, "Let's just have a good time, right?" I played it again. Boom, boom. I played it again. Everybody wilding out. They cut the party off. They were like, fuck all this shit. These motherfuckers are wilding out. We can't have a party with people playing mosh pit music. And I was like, oh my God, is it? So I was like, damn, I can't even play. I can't even play DMX because it's so, like, people just had so much energy listening to him, uh, you know, rap. And, and like you said, he was just, uh, uh, he just had everything. Like, anything you can possibly, you had songs where, you know, you wanted to cry. You had songs where he was just like, yo, I think I can take on 50 people right now. I feel like I can fight 50 people if I wanted to right this minute. It, he just made you feel a certain type of way with all the energy that he had. And, I'll, you know, he, he will definitely be missed. Definitely someone that was authentic. Um, like, I, I, I spent this entire week, so I'm pretty sure, like everybody else, uh, basically, you know, obviously praying for him to get better. And then after his passing, I spent the entire week just, you know, going over his life and just people's stories and stuff like that. You know, I literally was like going over stuff and I was like, you know, everybody says the same exact thing about this guy. Like, it didn't matter what day of the week it was, how you were feeling, this guy came with the same energy and had the same you know, he was the same person every single time on a song, off the song, morning, noon, night. He was the same as that person. And that's all you want from a person is to be, for them to be authentic with you. So he definitely would be missed. I've never met him in my life, but I obviously felt 
I felt his spirit and, his, you know, through his music and stuff like that. So I, I you know, he definitely was part of my growing up. Uh, definitely. I know people are like mourning his loss because he was definitely someone that uh, everybody appreciated on this earth. Yeah, definitely. And it's crazy you say that about that mosh pit because that's like, that's one of the videos I've been watching over and over is the, I think it was some type of MTV jam set, jam fest or something. It was something going on where he was performing at some like Lollapalooza oh, or whatever. It's Woodstock. That was Woodstock. That was like and some I Woodstock think, joint, right? Yeah. You know, it's crazy because when people post it, you know, I, I assume that it's probably, you know, younger people and they're like, yo, he's performing for the entire continent of Africa. I'm like, shut <laughs> up. First of all, mad white people there, but okay. Mad white people. He, uh, it was definitely a Woodstock event that he was performing for, and it definitely did like it looked like the entire world was there. Yo, and that's that's the crazy thing because it was a it was always when you look at people like him, you figure oh he's a black artist or oh you know it's only black people from the hood listening to him. But if anybody has the opportunity to watch that video, if everybody's ever seen that video, you see how amazing it is. It is a sea of people. Straight losing their mind to him, um, to him performing this. Let me see. I'm trying to pull it up right quick. Hopefully, YouTube won't hit me with the uh, advertisements and all of that, and they'll just play that joint straight. But it's so amazing to see everybody's rapping it. The whole crowd is going crazy. I don't know if you can hear the crowd. Anybody has the opportunity to look at that joint. You got to look. It's just like you said, the straight uh, straight mosh pit started. People was mm-hmm. climbing all over each other and throwing each other around. And it's <laughs> absolutely amazing to see that many people of a whole nother race and culture rocking to somebody who we, at the time, probably perceived was only our artist. We probably yeah. looked at DMR and said, oh, yeah, he's our artist. But when you see this video, man, it is absolutely insane. Straight mosh pit. Straight white people jumping on each other, on top of each other. It's white girls singing it word for word. They even singing the nigga part. They even they even censor themselves for the nigga part. They singing all parts of the damn song. That shit is crazy, man. It's, it's, it's crazy because it just showed his crossover appeal to people in it and how how people just felt his authentic, just yeah. how authentic he actually was, like. At the end of the day, you see a bunch of artists, these artists out here, and no disrespect, but, but I mean, obviously the artists, and, and it's just me being biased and being old, but the artists from like like a DMX, you know, it's totally different than a lot of the artists that come out now. Um, and there's no disrespect. Music is music. I just want to hear good music. But DMX is somebody that actually, like, when you listen to them, you felt, you felt them. Like, no matter what kind of, even the wildest things that were coming out of his mouth, you basically was like, oh, wow, all right, well, you know, I that type of life, but okay, all right. I, you felt I, it. Like you said, you just felt it. You was like, hell yeah, that's what I'm talking about. But you ain't never did nothing like that in your life. But you just felt yeah. it in your in your soul when you when you heard him perform. You heard him just get it all out. He put so much passion into his um into his art and into his craft, man. It's just amazing. Yeah, he he was one. He's gonna be 
he's gonna be deeply missed. Like, and I, and I was having this conversation. Uh, the thing, the thing that I'm gonna miss uh, uh, about BMX, and I think I said this on the last on the last show, is basically like he is like we knew he was that the, hearing how authentic he was back in the '90s, right? So we hearing that stuff, and we're hearing his music, and this is young BMX, so he's. He has these full of uh, emotion, full of energy, all the stuff like that, right? We fast forward to last year when, like I said, I said this on the last show, last year when they were doing the verses, same energy. And yeah. it was, wow, this is like, that literally is him. Like he does not change. He's not. And it was beautiful. To see, and it was also beautiful to see, like I said on the last show, him to see him, and and if you only heard his music, you thought he was a certain type of way. You just like, oh, this guy must be serious all the time. He must not joke. He's about, you know, he's about that gangster life. And then you see him in all these videos, because I've been watching a lot of videos, and even if you saw him in the verses, you see he's dancing, having a good time, joking. If you watch the videos, like, you know, I've been watching a lot of videos of him uh, with people, uh, uh, you know, having videos with him, and he's just dancing, I love the video with him on the, um, well, even though that video with the, him on the roller coaster, I saw that years ago. I, <laughs> yeah. To this day, like hilarious. Um, but yeah, it's just seeing him in a different light and then that makes you appreciate him even more. Yeah. And it's when you say he, he was really enjoying his life. And I think even probably even in the latter stages, he enjoyed it even more. And it's just cause mm-hmm. he understood how, uh, how blessed he was. He understood how privileged he was in the sense of being able to live the life he lived. And he was on, um, drink champs with, uh, Noriega. And this is, this is what he's saying. He was on drink, drink champs with Noriega. Yeah. I could, I could, I could drop dead right now. Oh, you're not. If I was to drop dead right now, my last thought I've had a good life. God damn it. Right, that right there is just his his thought process and his understanding of what he's been through, where he came from, was just that was at a level where he understood, like, yo, I've despite all my struggles with addiction, despite all the other issues I've had, like I've lived an amazing life. I lived a life that most people would literally kill to live. And he lived yeah. it and enjoyed it at his, in the prime of his life. Like he was what, 20, 23, 24, when he was living that life of traveling and performing and doing what he really loved and providing for his family. Yep. You got it. You got it. At the end of the day, whatever, I mean, people say that at whatever age. I know he said it at the age of 50, and I'm pretty sure he truly meant that like yo whatever happens from this point on um is pretty much extra because i've done pretty much i've i've if you if you read his story on stuff that he's been to as as, through as a kid and his upbringing and all the stuff that's happened to him before he's even gotten to the game you understand where he's coming from i you know obviously i was hurt hearing his passing but after, you know, reading his, his story and then hearing him say that on Drink Champs, I truly believe that he believed that, like, whatever happened from this point on is whatever happens. But I truly have lived a wonderful life. I'm happy with whatever happened because I he beat odds. Like, he wasn't oh, even, yeah, you yeah. know, you know, what I'm saying it's like when you beat the odds, you can like that. You can have 10 years of fantastic life 
after that, you're like, yo, I'm just living on borrowed time because I wasn't even supposed to have these 10 years of bar- of, of amazing life. Yeah. You want to live, but, but you're just happy that you got the chance to live, you know, do things that other people will never get a chance to do. Yeah. And that's exactly what it's about. Like, you, you've lived a life that people just couldn't even imagine. Like, you could literally write a book, and I'm pretty sure somebody's writing a book, or maybe even he, hopefully... He had been in the process of writing a book about his life so that no one can come and steal it and manipulate it and twist it and turn it. But hopefully he started writing a book, started writing some type of memoir so people can really get an understanding of what he's done and where he's come from. But dude is amazing. Let's play let's play the most memorable verse. I say this is probably the most one of the most memorable verses that anybody can say from DMX and probably quote it word for word, even though it's long as hell. People be quoting it word for word. Let's run that. Baby, tell me what you want from me. There was Brenda, Letitia, Linda, Felicia, Dawn, LaShawn, Inez, and Delicia, Teresa, Monica, Sharon, Nikki, Lisa, Veronica, Karen, Vicky, Cookies. Well, I met her in an ice cream parlor. Tanya, Diane, Lori, and Carla, Marina, Selena, Katrina, Sabrina, about three Kim, Latoya, Tina, Shelly, Bridget, Kathy, Rashida, Kelly, Nicole, Angel, Juanita, Stacy, Tracy, Rana, and Rhonda, Donna, Yolanda, Tawana, and Wanda. We're all treated fairly, but yet still, but this is all some other shit now that I'm fucking with you here, but I'ma keep it real. What the fuck you want from a nigga? What the fuck you want from a nigga? Could you imagine being in the studio with him and he started running down all them damn names? Like you, as a even as a fan of music, you had to sit there and just be like totally amazed at the way he was running them names down like that. Yeah, and it's, it's classic, classic. Classic you know, verse. There's a there's a verse that will live on forever, and literally, it's a simple verse. I'm just going to name some names. That's it. I'm just going to name some names. <laughs> And this is going to be class. It's just, it's one of those verses that I'm pretty sure at the time, even, even he was just like, yo, this is, I mean, this, these are probably chicks I've been with or whatever the situation is. And I'm just going to still, I'm just going to, I'm just going to yell it out. <laughs> and he did not thinking anything that it would be a classic verse for the rest of everybody's life. Not, not thinking anything like, yo, I'm just going to spit what I feel. And to this day, like, even though, you know, I was seeing memes and stuff like that. I was seeing the kids reposting, uh, you know, the, the all the names of them stuff. I see people making TikTok videos of Barbies yeah. with the names. <laughs> that's how he made an impact on the world, like shit like that. Like that crazy. song was more than twenty years ago, like twenty years ago when that song came out. So, and that shit is not even like you said. It's just names. Like he don't really. It's not really a verse or bars or anything. He literally is just naming names. It's then, absolutely crazy to even think about it because at the time, I never even thought about it like that. I never paid it any attention until recently. I was like, wait a minute, this dude didn't actually spit a verse. He straight just nope. named some people, threw a couple of words in between there to make it like rhyme and flow together. <laughs> and then that was it. That was the end of the verse. Yeah, yeah. That's like the middle verse of the song, too. That's absolutely insane, man. This dude, extremely talented, extremely innovative. Like, that dude was amazing, man. 
He literally only said in that whole entire verse without saying names, right? The only thing that he said was cookie. I met her at the ice cream parlor. That's <laughs> yep. it. That is all. Every the rest of the entire name, it's absolutely just names. <laughs> nominal. And like there's one and the crazy thing is before obviously before uh we heard about the news of him being in the hospital and him being um you know, him, him going under and everything. The 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 only the, you know what's crazy? I actually was watching like DMX videos, and, and, and this was like maybe two weeks before we heard about. I mean, two weeks from last week, I was watching some videos of you know, I was watching the Cisco video, that exact video that you just played. I was watching that, and I was watching it, and I was like, this is one of the hardest verses ever I've ever heard in my entire life, because at the end of the day, this guy literally did not say any other word besides. I met her at the ice cream parlor. That's, That's it. it. <laughs> That's it. And I was in amazement. I probably rewound that part like four times just to be like, maybe I'm missing something. <laughs> nah, you ain't missing nothing, son. This <laughs> is crazy. Like you, it will never be done again. It's one of those verses that will never be done again. That's that's like these rappers or these artists or anybody. Their whole they wish that you can come up with something that is going to live on for years. You know, they write and write and, and crumble shit up and write and write and write for the hope to have something like that. And he literally just did it in the song and then first that will live on forever. Forever. That is absolutely crazy. You play, uh, play another hot verse by him. Swam from that, uh, L cool J song four, three, two, one. To any nigga yeah. that Stay out the dark Cause if I catch you when the sun is down Run it clown Come up off that I'm gon' gun it down Run it now Wherever stone go It's gon' be that See that? That shit'll finish you dog. Believe that Where we at? Do you value your life As much as your possessions? Don't be a stupid nigga Learn a lesson I'm gon' get you either way And it's better to live Let me get what's up in your sock Cause it's better to give To receive Believe what I say when I tell you Don't make me put you somewhere But nobody you smell you But when the lights is out They don't come back on But say the flick You ain't gon' Come back on, ain't that strong. Knew it was wrong, but you asked for it, baby. Use a big nigga, ski mask for it, baby. So I can hit you up on front street. You get dumb sweet, one heat, one deep, leave him behind. One Dope. Bars forever. Yeah. And that just shows like that. That shows the range. Like, yeah, just said a verse, but he just he just named some names and then he comes with a verse like that. It's just killer. It's just something you're gonna, we're going to miss. Like, it's just one of those situations, like, we're going to miss this, this individual. Like, you know, you don't want to start thinking about, like, we're all getting older, right? The artists are getting older, and this is, all of this is inevitable. I mean, for all of us, obviously. But then when we, you know, when we started to lose, like, when you're, I, I had to look at it like, damn, he was 50 years old, which is still, that's young. But I had to also think, like, man, I get a next, Unfortunately, and I don't like to bring it up, but in the next ten to fifteen to even twenty years, you know, these like this is this is inevitable. Unfortunately, because this is the this is how life is, and it's just like wow, man, I, I have to appreciate these artists while they're here. Like, I'm not, obviously, the people are like, oh, you got to give your roses to these people while they're here. Yes, you really, really do, because at the end of the day, when I was watching the verses, we saw so much life and so much happiness. And DMX's life, we saw him having a great time, right? Mm-hmm. And at the time, nobody, he, not a single person that was watching it was thinking, 
hey, in about six months or five months, this person will not be here. No. So we have Never to appreciate artists. We have to appreciate each other. We have to appreciate, you know, your family, your friends, and artists or, or whatever the situation while they're here because then we'll be sitting around posting pictures of the person talking about, hey, man, well, I wish, I wish I did this and I wish I would have did this. Mm. We don't have to do that if people are here. Yeah, you're right. You got to do it while people are here. You got to be able to, to fully express your love for people. Like, yeah. and when I think about that versus, now I didn't think about it then. I just, when I saw it, I was like, oh, this is dope. The two, uh, the two dog people having a good versus, two great artists with some great music. This is awesome. But then when I, when I started thinking about it recently, it's like, yo, they missed a golden opportunity to come out with some type of album together. They could have called it. I don't know. I think the Dog Pound had an album called The Kennel, but they could have called it something with the two of them, just two dog people, just dog versus dog barking, just the two dog people come up with an album and that joint yeah. would have been fire. But I think around that time was when all that West Coast and the East Coast stuff was still kind of bubbling. Yeah, it was still, still kind of bubbling a little bit. So yeah. I get it, but man. They missed a golden opportunity to put something out that would have been even more classic than um what everything was from the both of them. You're right. You're right. That's why, again, we have to appreciate because, like you said, they missed that opportunity. But when I look at that versus, I also see like just happiness, like just enjoy. Like let, let's like so. Uh, just to fast forward a little bit, I think next week or the next week or the following week, but I think next week, um, Redman and Method Man are doing oh, their first, right? That's going to be amazing. Amazing. That's going to be amazing. I, I'm from that era and you're from that era. I'm pretty sure you're going to be watching. I'm hundred percent going to be watching it, you know, and we're going to be watching it with two great artists and they, obviously they've worked together, but I don't want it to be where, we're just looking at it like we we gotta appreciate what we're seeing every every day every moment. I ain't I don't want to sound like no fucking preacher or nothing like that. I don't sound like that. <laughs> what, what is it? Are you Mark? <laughs> what is this? Uh, this is, uh, are you Martin Lawrence? Are you Martin Luther King? <laughs> I'm not trying to be that person. I'm just trying to literally say when I was watching that, I just saw a person that was having a good time, yeah. and then unfortunately, five months later, he's not here and. I feel like I, it's not like nothing I could do. I could have sent them flowers or anything. I don't know him like that. But I wasn't thinking like, man, that's crazy. You know, he's not going to be here. And I'll be trying to appreciate it. And I started thinking about my own family and friends and stuff like that. I'm like, yo, I got to start appreciating people more. Cause you don't know in this world. You don't know. You wake up tomorrow and you have zero idea. Like we don't control when the fuck is over. Mm-hmm. And like I started, I had to start thinking like that. I mean, obviously I've been thinking like that. Um, but every time someone passes, I'm always, it's always like, man, yo, you know, everybody's days are numbered and you got to make sure that you try to reach out to your family members and your loved ones. And I'm pretty sure people wish that they would have did that with him. You know? Yeah. But But, people always be holding on. People always expecting, uh, tomorrow be there. That's what, that's what, that's one of, um, you know, human nature things is always going to be this tomorrow. I'll call them tomorrow. I'll hit them up tomorrow. I'll talk to them tomorrow. And yeah. it's not always going to be there. It's unfortunate. 
but you know, it is the life. Like you said, it's inevitable for everybody. But um, so through all of this, like, you got to give a big middle finger to the New York Post and um, what was the lady's name? Sarah. Post or the, the Daily News? The Daily News is the one I saw. Oh, uh, I know. I saw the post where it was a Sarah Painter, Painter, whatever her name is. She's gonna put out an article talking about the the houses he's lost in the oh, midst yeah. of him like fighting for his life. It's like, and the foul thing is, like the article came out let's say on Tuesday at ten o'clock, like Tuesday at eight thirty. She deleted her her Twitter account, and all type of other social media. So she knew what she was doing was after. She knew it was in bad taste, but people want that clout. They want that money. But, I mean, like, why are you posting that now? Everybody else is praying for him. Everybody else is doing all of this for him. And you're going to post a, a whole article, a detailed article about all the houses he's lost and the things he's been through. Like, that's just not the time, lady. Yeah, so at the end of the day, that, yeah, I, I hate people like that, man. Like, so he went to the hospital and he was like, this is a perfect time to fucking go uh, do some research. Get people to look at my story. This is what, this is how, this is what, but at the end of the day, I'm not, this is like, I'm not shocked at the post. I was shocked at the dumbass shit that the Daily News posted. Um, any trouble. Like, at the end of the day, like, who, like, wh- we didn't ask for your opinion. Just right, yo. <laughs> Report <friend>. the news. <laughs> yeah. The person passed. Well, I don't need to know what the fuck all that extra shit. They never do that for anybody else. Never, man. And I don't want to, I hate, I hate trying to be the person that be like, oh, but if it was a way, they would never do that. Like, when, like, when people get killed or anything like that, when the person from Nevada died, like, when, when he died, uh, Kurt Cobain, like, yeah. Kurt Cobain, unfortunately, took his life, right? There was nothing in the papers or anything that said, Oh, the motherfucking drugs, boy. You see what the drugs do. But he was a good You're guy. Right. <laughs> see, nobody said that shit. They were just like, yo, that shit's crazy. Like, let's mourn his loss. Like, mourn the loss and all that stuff. And nobody talk about the drugs and all that shit like that or him having a problem or anything. Nobody says that shit. But when it comes to him, they got to be like, oh, his troubles passed. And that's what, no, motherfucker, just, yo, he passed. That's it. That's it. That's all that needs to be said. Like, he passed. It's unfortunate. And we moving right along. Like, give him, give him some respect, and let's keep it moving. Like, just yeah, like that. It's just absolutely ridiculous. Like, I don't get it. Well, I get it. Like you said, they want that cloud. Like, they say, "Oh yeah, this." I'm gonna be able to post this story, and everybody's gonna jump to it because his name is on it. So I'm gonna get all the clicks. I'm gonna get all the uh, all the Google links to my name, and I'm gonna be. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get my career popping. I'm gonna get my news career popping. But now nah, you probably ruined your news career because everybody now, whenever you put out anything, they're going to attack right away. Yeah, fuck these people, man. At the end, that shit pisses me off, man. At the end of the day, I don't care. I don't be caring. Like, I don't like when they do that for anybody. Like when they do that in the news or if, like even when we were talking about this before for the George Floyd case. Oh, back in the day when he was 17, the motherfucker over here tied his shoe wrong. Who gives, I don't give a fuck about all that shit. What happened? What, what was the shit that happened in 2020, in 2021? What the fuck happened? Or in 2020, what the fuck happened? They be trying to fucking bring up old shit. Why are you bringing up shit? He actually had an, a breakup with a girl back in 2008. Do y'all remember that shit? Well, what? Like, that's how a motherfucking movie. Like, on some real random 
we need to bring up something to smear them shit. I don't, I don't never, I don't understand it, and fuck them for that shit. Yeah, that was some BS. And they never highlight, like, uh, never highlight the goodness about people, or the the positives, or the the highlights of their life. They always try to pull up all the low lights, pull up all yeah. the low lights, pull up all the bad stuff, and let's talk about that. Um, let's play some more, um, some more jams. This um, I like this little uh gem he did on drink drink champs. I think it was real cool where he was uh, he just spoke some truth right here. Always trust everyone to be themselves, but trust in the fact that you can see them well. I mean, so it's like, you know, trust, trust, trust. It takes too much energy to not trust someone. I mean, it takes too much energy. You only got to stay two steps ahead of them or whatever. But trust them to be them. Right. To be themselves. Trust a snake to right. bite you. Right. Trust a lie to laugh. Trust right. a thief to steal from you. Like, trust them to be them. Too. But know them when you see them. Right. Dope. And that's what, that, that dude was like, he was really on some anointed stuff. Like, uh, Charlamagne the guy says that a lot. Like DMX was anointed, but he was. He had a special anointing where he had hindsight, he had vision, he had understanding on a different level from most people. And again, people would drag him through the mud for his um for his past, but at the end of the day, like that dude was insightful. Like he was intelligent in his own right and in his own way. Yeah. And people will try to will try to diminish Anything you have good to say about someone, like at the end, like it's not. Uh, we know about the these people's past. Not, I don't think anybody thinks that everybody's one hundred percent perfect when they pass. And if someone uh, we passed, unfortunately, and we need to celebrate his life when he was here and celebrate the stuff that the, the great things that he brought to this world. It is not the time right after he dies to be like. Well, you you know he did lose some houses. Like what? What the fuck? Where, where the fuck did that come from? Exactly. Or you know it was some drug problem. That's probably the reason. No, what, like where is this all? Why don't we? Like that shit bothers me every single time when when these news outlet, uh, outlets when they do shit like that. That bothers me. It it like it irks my nerves to the point where I'm like, yo, I don't get. That's why I can't watch the news sometimes. It's not because I don't believe the shit that I, I don't believe a lot of the shit that the news says. I'm not one of those people that be like, whatever the news say, that's what the news is. <laughs> but I also don't like the news when they do shit like that. Like I like to look at the news to try to be informative, and I think everybody is. It's not, I'm not going off of uh, off of our subject, but I just people watch the news. You need to make sure that you watch it and then come up with your own thought process uh, of, of exactly what you've just seen. Like I, I watch the news and then I have to compartmentalize with myself. Like, let me, let me do a little bit more research on the shit that I've, I've watched because at the end of the day, the news is just going to put out the shit that they want people to click and whatever's going to like, this is, and again, like this, all the stuff that's going on with the, uh, with unfortunately with the, like people are attacking Asian people, which makes me fucking furious because I don't get it. It makes me like I see all these people just attacking Asian people for no apparent reason. It's just mind boggling. But I will say that the news is loving every fucking punch in the Asian person's face. They are loving this shit because I can't turn on the fucking news without hearing about without, it. Seeing it. You know, I, you know, I, it's almost at the point where I'm like, are they going out? To go fucking search for this shit because yeah. they gotta, they gotta I'm figure pretty out a way to um to 
gotta figure out a way to to publicize it so that people can distract from some of the stuff that's going on in the black communities. That's all that is, man. Because I've never seen like this like and I'm you know, I sympathize and not and I don't want this shit to happen, obviously. But I'm like, yo, is this shit really is it happening every fucking hour of the day? Is are people just going out and being like, Yo, fuck this shit, I'm gonna like, punch some Asian person in the face. <laughs> just because. Yeah, and yeah. all this other shit. I'm like, what is going on in the world? I have zero idea what's going on in the world anymore. I it's sad. It's sad the shit that's going on. Like it's sad to hear about they're talking negative about DMX. It's sad what's going on in the Asian community. It's it's just it's like, really I, ridiculous. I, I can't go to the point where I let the world is coming to an end because we've said that every single time when some dumb shit is happening. So the coronavirus, we thought the world's coming to an end and we yeah, still here. Yeah. But like, people crazy. I, you, no, I, another I, I, dope I, thing. No dope thing about uh, um no dope thing about DMX is when he said that verse about um. Fifty four eleven size seven and girls. Yeah. Yo, I, again, I was way at college in South Carolina, and girls was like, girls was like, what the hell is he talking about with fifty four eleven? I was like, yo, y'all don't know about fifty four elevens down here because I went to school in South Carolina. Shout out to South Carolina State. I went to school in South Carolina. State. I was like, y'all don't know about fifty four eleven? They was like, what the hell is a fifty four eleven? I was like, yo, you see the girls around campus that be wearing them New York girls? They wearing them Reeboks? They was like, yeah. I was like, those are fifty four elevens. They was like, that's a dumbass name for a sneak. I was like, hey, that's that's what they cost. So that's what they named them. I was like, I don't know what the what the real name of them shits is, but that's what we call them in New York. But that dude had a he, he put that in a song and had everybody outside of his um outside of his region of growth and birth was like, What the hell is this dude talking about? Like they actually people had to seek out some some assistance to find out what the hell he was talking about. Shit. I don't think that's the real name of them, son. That's it. Oh, it can't shit. be the real name of that shit, son. I refuse to believe that the real name of them sneakers is fifty four eleven. That's where they got it. And if we if they're a whole different name, then I've been living my entire life a lie. <laughs> whole life's been sham. <laughs> my whole life is a sham, because that's the only thing that I know. That's the only thing I know them by too. I, I may hey, maybe that is the real name of them. I would doubt it. If that shit is not four eleven rebox. See what, see what Google see what Google says, Professor Google. See what Professor Google says. The name of that shoe is now it's the Freestyle High. That's the that's the official name of it, the Freestyle High. That's some bullshit. Let's drop. Let's uh, I want to play one of his first verses that everybody knows. And I'm running to what is possibly his last like publicized verse. Was the joint he had with the locks? And then we ended off one of his prayers, and we'll be finished saluting the late great DMX. Let's run this money, power, and respect. This is a beat that I can freak. It just drops the rails. Bless a nigga with the ill. Y'all niggas know my skills. X from the grills. Hit them up. Split them up. Wet them up. Watch them come. Get them up. Shut them up. When you do dirt, you get dirt. Bitch, I make your shit hurt. Step back like I did work. See no fucking game. You think I'm playing? Till you land. To where the junkyard to can. Moms at home praying. Coming home, but you not. You sitting up in the trunk. Starting to rap. And hell is hot. Oh, because I'm here now, baby. It's going down, baby. Get the full pound, baby. And let off up in the nigga. Especially if he think he bigger. Get my motherfucking trigger. Did I? Can I get my? Is it gone? DMX represent one time. 
back to some monster, boy. Jeez. Oh, yeah. That dude is a beast. And this, I don't even think this joint right here has been, um, because it's the locks, and the locks is real. They're real backpackish, real undergroundish. Only people who really listen to the locks are like locks fans. But mm-hmm. he got DMS gets bees on this verse right here. Find you a shelter, we gon' fall out. Man, come on. They call me the microwave, cause I hit him with hot shit quick. Got the streets like, damn, this lock shit stick. We ain't playing with you niggas. In the trunk, I got them things that I'm spraying at you niggas. Think something funny? Y'all keep laughing. Nigga already dead. I'ma keep stabbing. Been a loose cannon. Been putting work in. Name ring your bells. The school's deep, the wall burning. Niggas talk about battle, but they ain't battle dog. Rap sheet is longer than niggas. Since the beginning, okay. these new rappers got me like, what the fuck is you doing? Come You're all over the place with it. What the fuck is you doing? If you ain't spreading the truth, then shut the fuck up. Fuck you, suck my dick. Now I'm really about shit. <laughs> and he ended it off with a classic New York shit. Suck my that's dick. <laughs> and that's at 50. This dude was still getting busy at 50. Now, supposedly he got an album coming out or album was in the work, but he had people like Pop Smoke and Griselda. And some other folks on it, which would be amazing if that album comes out. Yeah, I'm looking forward. I mean, any new music, obviously, I'll be looking forward to listening to it, man. I'm just a, I, I, I've always been a, a DMX fan. I'm, I, I don't see anything. Obviously, there was nothing will change. Uh, I'm gonna listen to this stuff. I know I'm gonna get some raw, uncut. Going to be some wild stuff in there. I'm probably going to be like, wow, okay, all right going to be a bunch of that in there but at the end of the day I appreciate I appreciate his music man I appreciate I appreciate him his authentic him being authentic authentic him being outspoken him just saying everything that you know some people wish they can say he just says it he just speaks like that I love people like that I love people that don't hold their they don't hold their tongue they just speak they just say whatever fuck is on their mind and fuck the consequences. You know what you're getting when you when you uh, when this guy is in, when this guy was in the building. So. Exactly. All right, folks, that's it for us in this episode of celebrating the life of the late great DMX. Hopefully, like we said, we'll get a little bit more music from him. Maybe we'll get a book, a memoir, or something that he was working on. Oh, that'd be nice. And we'll be able to further enjoy it, even though we're all I'm not sure the streams of his music, streams of his songs have gone through the roof. But we'll be able to experience and enjoy something new. So, like he like he did most of his albums. Excuse me, like he did most of his albums. We're gonna end this uh, celebration off with one of his prayers. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, it is you who wakes me up every day, and I am forever grateful for your love. This is why I pray. You let me touch so many people. And it's all for the good. I influenced so many children. I never thought that I would. And I couldn't take credit for the love they get. Because it all comes from you, Lord. I'm just the one that's giving it. And when it seems like the pressure gets to be too much, I take time out and pray. And ask that you be my crutch. Lord, I am not perfect by a long shot. I confess to you daily. But I work hard every day. 
and I hope that you hear me. In my heart, I mean well, but if you'll help me to grow, then what I have in my heart will begin to show. And when I get going, I'm not looking back for nothing, because I will know where I'm headed, and I'm so tired of the suffering. I stand before you, a weakened version of your reflection, begging for direction, for my soul needs resurrection. I don't deserve what you've given me, but you never took it from me. Because I am grateful, and I use it, and I do not worship money. If what you want from me is to bring your children to you, my regret is only having one life to do it instead of two. Amen.